Hello, good morning, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back, folks. Good to see a few of you on early already. Alex is back as well. Morning, Alex. Yeah, we had a public holiday. There's a bit of public holidays, wasn't there? Friday, Monday. A little bit of sport on, on the weekend. Hopefully your team got up. My my teams didn't. It's still a bit heartbreaking. <laughs> still a bit heartbroken from the weekend sport. Uh, there you go. Good morning to you, Alex. Morning, Tim. Hope you're well. Yeah, nice, Tim. Nice. All right, folks. Uh, good to see you. While everything's warming up and things are getting going, maybe someone, maybe people have still got a bit of a long weekend going on out there in uh, in the world of working. Maybe who knows? I'll do the quick intros. Do the intros. Uh, Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that already. <clears throat> and if you don't, if you're new and you're popping by and you're finding us for the first time, welcome along. This is where we hang out in the mornings and have a conversation around about 10 past eight each day, well, each working day anyway, where we try and dive into the uh, the data, the info, the information that's floating around out there in the world of property investing and see if we can't make a little bit of sense of it. Uh, I've been property investing over 20 years, coaching property investors, maybe just like you or, or beginning property investors, advanced property investors, depending on where you're at, what you're doing. Uh, for well over 20 years as well. And along the way, been able to help many of my clients purchase a bunch of properties. At the moment, just over 10,000 properties they own. And, uh, you know, we've learned a couple of things, folks, along the way. So each morning, get to share a little bit of that with you. So that's the gist. That's the drill. And uh, I thought we might hang out this morning and talk about the world of Making a gain or making a loss right now in the world of the media. A little bit of media out there uh, about the um, about the market, <coughs> as there always is. There's something going on. Uh, the September released pain and gain report from RP Data, folks. RP Data, uh, which is always interesting, uh, and it's showing. Uh, well, the statistics are showing, and you know, if it's interesting, these ones statistics are. Very broad. However, it's always interesting to analyze and have a little little look at what is going on in a report. Thank you, RP Data, for the report um, about the pain and gain report. What's happening out there in the world of property investing? And uh, the report is saying, hey, loss making. Short hold listings surge across Melbourne and Sydney uh, and losses are have ballooned in it. Well, ballooned. Anyway, they get a bit dramatic, don't they, sometimes when they report and talk about these things, but losses. Why do property investors sell at a loss? Always confounds me. Um, Well, often if you sell at a loss means you've got more money. uh, uh, You've got money to burn, basically, which means uh, often – you weren't really committed in the first place. It's an interesting conversation, this one, about selling for a loss because unless you're really forced to, my um, my style, my opinion is you shouldn't be selling your properties and often you have to sell the best ones uh, in the worst times to get uh, out of a problem. But anyway, let's, let's uh, review. Let's have a bit of a conversation. Let's look at what's going on right now and maybe have a look at a little bit of data 
uh, and talk about this conversation because at the end of the day, there's a few things that happen that all of us might uh, might need to sort of make sure we just check in on when it comes to this thing because, hey, the market uh, has gained, you know, we had a little dip, the, the, the general market, but the general property market, folks, has had a pretty significant gain since, uh, you know, since 2020 and um, in median value, we're up, you know, <laughs> many trillions of dollars and the property market is worth, the residential property market is cracked at, uh, you know, approximately $10 trillion. Now that, uh, according to certain data, certain info, that's 11 million properties and uh, all of you know, all of you know, yeah, well, if you've been listening, if you've been tuning in uh, regularly to the morning show, that uh, Australian residential real estate is in a severe undersupply. We've got a massive amount of people moving into the country. There's not enough properties to rent or buy, et cetera, et cetera. So my call, my call is to see that continuing to go up um, and probably kick up pretty nicely when interest rates go down in sort of 24, 25, all right? And they might even come down sooner. Who knows? But what we do know is if money gets cheaper and people pay more for property, that is just, uh, that's just what happens. So let's have a look at this info. Let's uh, let's dive in and have a look at what is the conversation in and around loss making, properties making a loss. Now, why and the, the challenge is for many property investors or beginning property investors, they don't understand the in and out costs, the transactional costs of, of real estate. Now, <clears throat> if you um, pay a fair market price, now, if you can get a good uh, discount or you can get a good bargain on a property, go for it, knock your socks off, love it. Uh, I don't subscribe to the hang around forever to get a bargain you know, type of uh, arrangement. Uh, my attitude is get on with buying a good piece of real estate and keep it for a long time. But let's talk about the in and out costs, folks. If you're there, get your, get your thumbs ready, put it in the chat. Um, when we buy a property, let's talk about the costs in and out because really at the end of the day, uh, short selling, which is this uh, article here, um, uh, what's it saying? Loss making short hold listing surge, right? Which means, hey, holding your property for a short period of time and then selling it for a loss. Well, no shit, Dick Tracy. Uh, buying and selling property. Property is not a share, folks. It doesn't trade like the shares. Uh, it's different. So let's talk about that this morning and we'll have a look at some RP data data in a second. So let's talk about the cost of things when you buy. Um, yeah, and the cost of things when you sell. All right. Um, and it's interesting, right, isn't it, Jeff? Like what is a profit? Folks, what is a profit? Um, what's the profit? What's the return you're looking for? So let's talk about that. Up front, ladies and gents, talk tell, talk to me. Put it in the chat. What are the costs up front when you buy, when you purchase a property? What are the costs when it comes to purchasing? The biggest property, biggest cost to buy, uh, to, to buy a property over and above its value. Yep, yep, over and above its value is stamp duty, right? Uh, and we all think this is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. It's still, um, I think uh, stamp duty is a scam. And um, But, you know, it's the way we have to transact. And, yes, you've got other ones. 
Okay, you've got legals, um, you've got legals, you've got disbursements, um, that, that, and sometimes lenders' mortgage insurance. Now, yep, exactly, Chris, LMI. And there might be a few other bibs and bobs in there, but um, really they're the, the major costs. So stamp duty. Now, all of those can add up, folks. You know, just a regular property. These, these top ones, that could be easily 20 to 30K. Right, twenty to thirty k. Now that's a pretty chunky piece um, of return. Let's say you buy a property for, um, you know, five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, be a pretty cheap property these days. But let's say you buy a property for five hundred k. You know, that property's got to gain, you know, at least uh, a couple of percent, two or three percent, pretty quickly before you get anywhere. Right now, the holding cost of that, you might have some, you know, some other expenses along the way to set the property up. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. You might have to, um, you know, disbursement is rates and land tax and blah blah blah. But again, you know, let's talk about. All right, we hold that property for a small period of time. Uh, let's say one or two or three years, uh, and then we sell it. Now, what are the what are the costs of of selling a property, folks? Um, put that in the chat because if, let's say you go, um, let's say you go and try and sell your property in a market today. No, no one sells it for free. There are some agents out there who'll, who'll charge you like, you know, two bucks to sell it. But the majority of agents, yeah, yeah. So on the way in, you've got stamp duty. And let's see if you do make a gain, Chris, yeah, exactly. So you've got an agent's fee, agent's fees. Uh, again, you've got, uh, again, you've got legals, okay, legals as well. If you do make a gain, you've got to pay capital gains tax. Um, and then, um, you know, there might be some adjustments and disbursements as well. All right. Now, anytime you try and transact a property in a short period of time, the cost of these, the weight of these, again, over here, this is kind of, you know, 20 to 30K again uh, of, of costs. Uh, and over here, often, you know, if you've got a, like holding costs, you know, interest. Let's say you put you you make the property vacant because you want to sell it. You know, um, you know, interest as well. Uh, a lot of people say, "All right, well, well, should I make the property vacant and and present it well?" And well, well, the answer is yes. If you do want to present the property well, often um, having the tenant vacate it, you know, stage the thing, make it look good. If you do want to sell a property, that's pretty important. But that might take you, you know, two to four weeks, maybe six weeks to eight weeks, a couple of months of, uh, you know, interest and holding costs. So uh, when you have a look at this. So if you think about it, you know, this could be 50 to 60K, right? 50 to 60K. Now, if you bought a $500,000 property, uh, it would have to uh, rise in value 10% for it to go up even to cover the cost, right, to cover it, folks, right? So, and, you know, how long does that take? Two to three years, maybe, you know, three to five, like what what, what does it take? So you can see very easily the cost of in and out of owning a property is, it, it, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea, uh, 100% bad idea. If you think, oh, I'll buy a property and, and sell it to make a profit in the short, under 10 years, if you're thinking that, then stop thinking it. You might get lucky. 
you just might get lucky. It might go your way. Um, and I hope it does if that's the case. But property, real estate, residential real estate is not a fast trading uh, com- uh, a commodity. It, it, it doesn't go up and down fast. I mean, the last few years it was quite unique, folks, when it came to the marketplace and some, you know, the lowest interest rates in history and, and so on. And uh, a supply issue that, you know, that, that arrived you know, at the wrong time or the right time, depending on how you look at it, right? So for me, for you folks, this stuff, think about this as we go along. The time frame for ownership of property, you guys have heard me say this a thousand times, right? Right? You've got a minimum 15 to 20 years, right? You own your property, it chugs away, and then at some point the, the value goes up. Your mortgage might be, might be uh, a little bit more, at the beginning, and then your mortgage would go down, especially if you do the five years interest only, then 25 years principal interest if it can pay itself off. Awesome. Um, and then what we want is our income, our income on our property to go up as well. We want the income to be covering its costs, and then the rents go up as well. So this gap in here, this, this opportunity in here, this is where our wealth is over time. And it takes time, folks. It takes time. That the, the the money, the gain, the value is is usually in the last um, one third, right? The first two thirds are the hard yakka, right? The hard yakka. The first third, often, which is that first five to seven years, um, is where you've where the hardest part is. Um, and especially, let's say, if you bought an investment property in recent times, which was, you know, low interest rates, and the interest rates have gone up pretty significantly, and you're thinking, "Holy shit!" You know, is I'm, I'm, this is a bit of a, a stress or a strain or a challenge. Um, and then what happens is, if you get stuck, if you get caught. Then you sell that property and you take whatever you can get because you're locked in, you're, you're dovetailed in there and you can't not not sell the property and, and so on, right? So what's the solution to this? <clears throat> well, the solution to this is obviously buy a, a property that you're happy to hunker down and keep forever um, and also run buffers and manage your cash flow as best you can. Now, it's never perfect, folks. That's why we encourage you to get coaches and Check in with your coaches. You know what happens often, though. You know what happens often, and uh, you know this is the thing: people will invest in coaches and advisors. Uh, and when there's tough times, when you go like, "Oh shit, I think I'm out of my depth here," they go quiet. They don't even go and see their coaches, and they sell sometimes out of embarrassment, sometimes out of fear, sometimes out of what about? Listen, co- folks, reach out if you've got advisors and coaches, and you're in a pickle. Reach out, get it. Talk to your team. Talk to your team. That's what they're there for, all right? little encouragement right there. But anyway, let's have a quick look. You can download this pains and gains report from RP Data, but it's an interesting one. Um, check out check out this, you know, of recent times, but this is interesting. This is good. You know, of recent times, median gain, 290. Uh, median loss, you know, 39,000. And it, we just did those numbers before, right? When you sell too early, then uh, those numbers are around about forty to fifty k, right? Um, as we as we go along, 
And there's a bit of other data in here that's worth having a look at, folks. But the national overview uh, is is pretty good in reality. Um, the national rate of profit-making sales, um, still pretty good in the 90s. Uh, and the national rate of loss-making sales, um, you know, in the smaller tens around here. So when you see the media, I love this stuff, right? It, like when you see the media, check this out. And when you see the media, the share of short-held listings selling at a loss ballooned. Ballooned, folks. Did it balloon? Did it really? Did it, come on now. Did it balloon? Let's have a look. Um, it's not ballooning by uh, by any stretch of the imagination as far as I can see. Um, so we shall we shall see. Right, I wouldn't call those small movements balloons, would you? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they like to uh, they like to ham it up. What's the point of today's conversation? A little bit of media out there, but the takeaway I think for hopefully that we all really appreciate, understand, and you know we get is that owning real estate is slow and steady, medium to long term. It's not short. Don't be a good ter- time, Charlie. Well, I call them good time, Charlie. They come along, they buy a property, uh, and at the first sign of anything not going perfectly, yeah, they run away, go in the sky, is falling. And then, you know, then what happens is they want to blame someone else for all their um, silliness. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's not easy, but it is straightforward. It's it's not easy. I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you'd buy a good property that you're happy to own for a long time, hunker down and bloody keep it. Right, do whatever it takes to keep the damn property. Um, you know, we've had clients sell cars. You know, move in with mum and dad to to keep their portfolio going. Um, you know, what's the priority? What's the you know is the priority to to build it? You know, and it it only go perfectly, or is it um, hey just hunker down and make it happen? Whatever whatever it takes. That's your decision, up to you. Um, but if you buy and sell a property in a short period of time, most people make losses. Um, unfortunately there you go all right folks that's it done and dusted tonight uh if you're listening in and you're out in our mentoring and coaching program make sure you register and come along tonight we're doing the four the four migrations of money there is a time where your money will need to migrate from one asset to another most people think okay i've got to sell it Andy fenton calling me there's fenton Benson, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, come along tonight, folks. I'm going to cover the four uh, migration theories where you, as an investor, migrate your money uh, into uh, other places, spaces, assets, etc. We're going to dive deep into that tonight for mentoring. Anyway, wealth copy chat done and dusted. Fenton's calling me, so I better answer the phone. All right, folks, that's it. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. You guys take care. Thanks for joining and join me tomorrow. Tomorrow. I think we have uh, another one. Let's let's do it again. As always, give us a shout in the chat if there's something you want me to cover. Thanks, folks. Good to see you. Bye for now.